Welcome to Feeding Frenzy, a podcast brought to you by the Breastfeeding Resource Center. The BRC is a nonprofit organization in Abington, Pennsylvania. We're here to provide support on various parenting topics to help you get through the roller coaster ride of parenting. I'm your host, Colette Acker. Let's take this journey together. Okay, welcome to Feeding Frenzy, and I'm glad everyone is here to join us. We have Karen Kleiman with us today. We're very excited. Um, she authored a new book that just came out, and but before we get into that book, I'm going to let Karen tell you her background and all about herself. Um, Karen, tell us all. Been doing this work since, uh, let's see, the Postpartum Stress Center opened in 1988. So, but at 1986, after my daughter was born, is when I discovered um, how the needs of postpartum women sort of fall through the cracks. I had to stop breastfeeding because of a medical complication. And there was really, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of support and a lot of discussion about it. Just find your breast, restrict your fluids, and take two aspirin. And I was like, you know, I had milk coming out of my ears and I didn't know where to go and I wasn't happy about the decision and didn't know till later when I became a breastfeeding counselor that I actually didn't have to stop ASAP, you know, and, and so forth. So I actually did start while I was postpartum. I started um, as a breastfeeding counselor because I wasn't ready to go back to work and I um, sort of discovered very quickly as a therapist that if you can talk to a woman about her nipples, you can talk about anything, right? So we got pretty quick into my marriage feels terrible. I'm exhausted. Why do I feel so bad? I wanted this baby more than anything in the whole world. And, and I saw this pattern emerging and that's when, you know, when I went back to work, I thought we need to pay attention to this. And I, and you know, I, at the risk of sounding, you know, like I'm shamelessly promoting myself. I mean, I was literally locking, knocking on doors because the providers then were primarily male, which doesn't mean they weren't wonderful, but it does mean they weren't all asking the right questions. And um, postpartum depression then was considered something like, you know, you sit in the corner in the darkness and you don't right. like your baby and you're, and you're, you know, you're rocking back and forth and you're a foot away from being institutionalized. And in those days, we just didn't talk about it. It was so shame filled. So let me tell you, um, if I can keep going, you're this good. story, um, when I started to be interested and, and look into it, I put an ad in the, the local newspaper that said, um, therapist researching postpartum depression. If you've recently had a baby, call me and let me know and I'll interview you, whatever. So I met with three women called and two of these three women, they all came separately. I interviewed, I had a little list of questions and two of these women literally were over 70 years old. Wow. And they both told me separately their individual stories of shame and darkness and pain and suffering and isolation and disconnection and how misunderstood this concept was and they both told me that I was the first person they talked to about this and I had this sort of magical like mm, 
I think I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. And I've never, I've never forgotten them. And I paid them back by telling their story. You know, literally I, every time I give a presentation, I tell the story because for 50 years, these women, yeah. Did behind the shame, the shame of their scary thoughts. And, you know, I didn't want to, ha- why did I have this baby? And, you know, my baby would be better off without me and, and so forth. So that's sort of the foundation of this book. If you want me to just, cause I can yeah. talk forever. Yeah. yeah. Tell us that um, title of the book. I, we love it. So, um, the book is called good moms have scary thoughts. It was actually written, um, Oh, I don't have it in front of me. 2019. I said 2019 is what I saw online. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's been around for a little while. Um, scary thoughts are, you know, is something that's, that's are very common in the postpartum period, but unless you're informed or educated and you know what they are, they are scary. They are scary to moms. They are scary to providers who are misinformed sometimes. And, and so we wanted to, you know, uh, when social media, oh, I can't even believe I say these words, but when social media was forced down our throats, um, we became sort of hyper aware of the misinformation out there. And so we started what we call the Speak the Secret campaign. And Speak the Secret is, we can't help you if you don't tell us what, what you're feeling. And women, postpartum women, are notorious for not telling people how they're feeling. Why? Because we live in a society that doesn't make it easy to admit that we don't like being a mother or that it doesn't feel good or that we are having these terrible, horrifying thoughts about harm coming to our baby. And so I wanted to educate moms because I've written a lot of books for clinicians. I've written a lot of books for medical providers but moms aren't going to sit here and read. You know, my first book, This Isn't What I Expected, was written in 1994. And um, women who are depressed don't, don't really want to sit and read a book, yeah, you know, right. even though that book, that book is still sort of popular, which is sort yeah. of fun. Um, it's a great name. But, it's a great name. I mean, that would grab me if I was suffering from anything. I'd be like, oh, this person gets it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good book in that sense because it's written to mom with the sensitivity of knowing that this is not what you feel like doing right now and let me help you feel better and we get it and so forth. So women continue to feel supported by it, but it's still a lot of, it's still a lot of information. So um, Good Moms is a book that I, I connected with Molly McIntyre, who's, I saw her work and I thought, oh, she's so simple her art is now, so Now, who is Molly McIntyre? She was the illustrator. She's the, she's the illustrator. Yeah. She's, she, her work is just very raw. And and I thought, ooh, there, something resonated with me. And we got together and we started to speak the secret just with the website before the book. And she made a couple original um, illustrations and we had people write into our website, not write into, you know, submit yeah. through our website they're scary thoughts and we have all the information to educate them. Don't be afraid of it. This is normal. If you say it, you'll probably feel better. Nothing bad is going to happen. Talk to your doctor. It's universal phenomenon. Every, I mean, 100% of new moms have scary thoughts. There's a continuum of scary thoughts. This is so interesting because I learned this along the way when I was studying that there's what we call normal scary thoughts Oops, what if I drop the baby? Oops, what if the water's too hot? Oops, what if I forget a sweater and she gets sick? And there's a whole spectrum of scary thoughts that end up over here 
as being violent, gruesome, horrible, horrific, can't talk about it, oh my God, shameful. And these thoughts are not worse than these thoughts. They just feel worse. Mm -hmm. They are scarier. They are more, you know, shrouded in shame, but they are not an indication of any clinical pathology. They're not an indication that you are sicker than mom who is having less scary thoughts. So we wanted to normalize this. And um, basically, Molly and I just um, put, we said, let's make some crunchings. And because I love her stuff. And this notion of what is mom saying versus what is she thinking? Yeah, that's what I really love about Like the one page with, is what yeah. she's saying. And what's, yeah, it was really connected. Yeah, well. it really resonates. And the, like I said, the comics were, are so relatable. They're like, oh. just like you and me. And yeah, they're not I felt a lot of those women. things when I was reading it. Yeah, I was like, I, these sound familiar. I also felt, yeah. I also felt like, the book was approachable to me. You know, if you think, wow, I'm feeling this horrible. Do I want to read a textbook? Or you're like, look at this inviting book. It's colorful. It's got cute cartoons. I could read this. I think I could sit down and read it. And that's what, that was my thought um, that it would be very welcoming for a person who is struggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, that's, that's nice feedback. It is sort of a sweet juxtaposition of very real and very powerful emotions right, that right. Are, are presented in a, you know, sort of authentic, transparent way. You, you might feel like shit. Ooh, can I say that? Yeah. You yeah, might. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, good. you might feel terrible, but <laughs> by the way, it's, again, it's normal you know and here's what you could do there is a component to the book you know in addition to the illustrations as you know there's the expert piece here's what it is here's what it means and then there's the journal prompt right here's an exercise for you to help yourself get the support that you need yeah yeah that's great um because it makes it a little interactive and helps guide them to do it which it's really helpful. It does, but you know what, Colette, aside from that, the, what I want to just throw in here is what it really does and why I personally love this book more than any book that I've written is that it empowers mom Yeah. because there are moms who cannot get the help. There are moms that have uh, providers who give them the wrong information. Um, and there's something about this, like you said, this little sweet little book, they can tuck it in their pocketbook. And they can take it to their provider and say, look, look, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what she said to do. And, and because there are a lot of no offense intended OBs who don't, who are not all perinatal mental health specialists, nor should they be. Right. right? Right. And so this is a way for mom to get the information in her pocket, in her heart and get the help that she needs and not wait for, you know, a misguided um, professional to send her off track. So, it's so moms hard. give us that feedback. Yeah. They yeah. do. And it's so hard. Um, you know, we regularly try to regularly have education on postpartum depression and psychosis and the signs and some things that you can see. And, you know, I always think back and I'm like, oh, that woman, woman, I remember her, like I didn't catch it at the time, but now when I hear some of the things, so it really helps to keep educating those who are working with new parents to continue their education. Um, 
and bring them new information so we can help and not hinder the process. Yeah. At least. And even partners. I think having your partner look at this book and read this book and understand that this is, it's an easy way to broach it. Like, Hey, look at this. <laughs> like, And maybe an easy way to explain to your partner, like, these are some of the things that are going on with me. Cause even telling our partners, I think is sometimes troubling. Cause we, I think as a young mom, I just remember thinking like, if I left this child at the playground in the swing, like he would be fine. Right. And I would just come back and get him. I could never tell my husband think I was crazy. Right. And like, I just, and I never did. I remember keeping that in. I remember telling my sister and she has no kids. I don't know why I always told her my problems. And she's like, I think that's kind of normal. You're just like tired. You just want to break. And, and it was nice, but I don't think I ever to this day have told my husband, like I thought about leaving Johnny at the park. <laughs> I never left him at the park. I just well, thought about it. Right? And we're laughing, you know, and we're laughing about yeah. it. And, and it's funny. But it, you're in it. That's no. precisely yeah. that is precisely the shame that keeps women from yeah. getting the help that they need, and from getting the information that tells them that actually that's okay that you're having that thought. Yeah, yeah. it would help the anxiety and help her, the thought get smaller mm -hmm. and bring her distress down if she heard, had somebody who was informed say, "Oh, that's okay." Like you felt better yeah. when your sister said, "I think that's normal." Yeah, you know, yeah. Like this, the shame that our, you know, that our partners won't understand. And by the way, most of them don't. Yeah. We, those of us who are lucky enough to be mar married to men. Yeah. Lucky meaning <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, you know, not because, so lucky. You know, 40-year-old marriage, nicest man in the world doesn't have a clue, you know. Yeah. So they don't know. They mm -hmm. don't know. They don't. And, and the shame that keeps us from going to our partners and saying, I need your help. Or I don't know if this is okay or not. Or, you know. Right, but um, if they can pick this book life. up, right, they're reading this it's book. and yeah, It's a good tool for partners. And by the way, um, Louise, I want you to know that we do also address some partner issues in this book, yeah. you know, their own depression mm -hmm. and their own um, yeah. feelings of anxiety, as well as the companion book. I don't know if you've seen it called What About Us? No, I have This book showed up here um, from the publisher, yeah. and I, I, uh, I blog about books on like not when I'm at work, like romance <laughs> books. And so we got this package. I'm like, why did they send this to my work? It's a, it's a publisher that I often see. And then it's a Colette. And I was like, what did Colette get? And I was like, what a great book. It literally just showed up in our office um, a month or month ago, maybe. Uh, yeah. Unprovoked just showed up at our office. So um, it was really cool. So that's the only book we've come across. I've gone on Goodreads. I've gone on Amazon. I looked around to see what other books you did. So yeah, this is something new to us. And, and we have a social worker, a social work intern who's now a lactation intern. She saw it and she's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What a cool book. I don't, we don't know how it got here. We're a little late to the party, I but so. I love it. Yeah. And the companion book, which is subsequently oh. published i mean that's been out also yeah. for a couple of years yeah what about us oh, we're gonna have to get and that. that's about the marriage a new parent's guide to oh. safeguard your over anxious your overextended sleep deprived relationship so it's the same quote book with yeah. with marriage related oh um, that's great um, yeah which is also important for breastfeeding families yeah. as yeah. you know because often the relationship is i mean not often always the marital relationship is part of the breastfeeding relationship Absolutely. and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah, there, there you go. 
I, I will let you guys in on a, on a secret. The breastfeeding, bottle feeding comic in Good Moms. Yeah. That, you know, that we were, you know, where they're both sitting there talking about how hard it is mm-hmm. on, in their individual experiences is often slightly and su- unexpectedly inflammatory on social yeah. media. I thought it was perfectly I I, written. I don't know if you can explain it or not. No, because most, I can never say anything right on social media. <laughs> well, welcome to my world. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Every but time we think, this is beautiful, this will offend no one. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. So I put this out there like, I'm supporting breastfeeding moms. I'm supporting non-breastfeeding moms. We're supporting all moms, parents, birthing people. Yeah. And yeah, well, come on, go. How can you, do, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm grateful that you've endorsed that comic yeah. oh, because absolutely. Um, Mo- we, uh, Mo- Molly and I were very careful about yeah. how we did that one so that we wouldn't offend anybody because we know how sensitive of a subject it can be, you know. Well, you got to so, support well, human beings as much. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> help them with that, right. whatever de- decision they And the make. chapter name, Feeding Frenzy. We really do love we that. We like that one. That's the name of the podcast, so... <laughs> Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that you do this. Yeah. yeah. Any other books on the horizon? We don't yeah, want to be. We, we don't want to be late to the game anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know how. How do you think this showed up at our office? Just marketing from. I think I know. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know. Okay. Well. I, yeah, I can uh, email you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, I got little elves working everywhere. Well, they know? worked they well just... getting it here. So, um, uh, we just kind of we just a book just came out called *The Perinatal Patient*, which is actually a workbook um, for moms and providers with worksheets um, to really dig into what are you feeling and what do you need to do about it. And it's a little bit more text heavy, but very also user user friendly. And then that's done with Hillary and Hillary Waller and Hillary and I are also redoing oh, re- yeah, no, Hillary. coming yeah. out with the second edition the second edition of um, the holding book the art of holding which is a, a based on a model of intervention that that I've created and that I tra- train clinicians on the yeah. art of holding women perinatal women in distress so those those two books are new and coming out and, and that's uh, that's that and now so you're do you do th- therapy anymore do I do therapy? Yeah. Um, yes, I do. But I, I generally, uh, you know, my team generally sees the women, the new new postpartum perinatal moms who come in. I, I'm seeing more folks I've seen for a while. Yeah, it's interesting. I have younger therapists who have sharper brains are taking care of the women. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having issues here, too. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that... Um, a bigger obstacle is like the difficulty in finding um, therapy and also paying for therapy if your, your insurance doesn't cover it or they don't accept insurance. And I totally get why people don't want to accept yeah. insurance because the whole insurance thing is insane, which we go through here. But I, I, I just like, why? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? Yeah. You know, systemically, I mean, that's another whole podcast, yeah, you know, me. about our salts, our society and and so forth. But I will say, and I, I mentioned this earlier, I think Colette, before you joined us, that um, we are now virtual. We are doing all of our services virtual, which means we are 
way more accessible to way more people who can't couldn't get to us before. We also do take insurance, which is um, nice. Most of our, some of our senior therapists do not take insurance, but most of our team does accept major um, insurances. And we have a culture at the Postpartum Stress Center, if I could brag about it, because I'm so grateful to be surrounded by so many wonderful people um, that makes it really sweet. It's just, you know, we don't want anyone to suffer. We don't want anyone to wait. We don't want anyone to uh, be misinformed. And so we sort of try hard to get everybody in ASAP. You know, we call our people, our our folks, and say, can you see one person tomorrow, please? Because I know you're busy, but can you just stay up till 1030 and see this one? And so we've we've got dedicated therapists who, who do this because they love it and it's not because it's a job. And then we try and help as many women as possible but and how many therapists right, do you I'm, do you have how many therapists do you have i don't know but i do know that once i can't count anymore that you know my mother would be proud and that we're doing a good job so yeah. uh, we have about 16 i guess like yeah i think the virtual really helped people in one way um yeah. You know, just like getting up and leaving yeah. the house is difficult, especially for postpartum uh, women who are suffering. Um, so I think that's such a I'll, nice. I'll option. go on record again, uh, you know, and you can cut this out. But as an old person, there's therapy is not the same when when you're not sitting with somebody and feeling their energy and looking at them in the in the eye. It's just it's just not the same. And I'm grateful I've had a lifetime of doing that work. But it's different now. And the therapists who are younger really find get a lot of uh, meaning out of their work, feel feel completely connected to their clients. And like you said, the moms are busy, moms are tired, mom may have four other children, and it it were, it seems to be preferable to both the therapists and the um, and moms who are seeking the support. Yeah, and we, they can do it easier. We found yeah. it difficult latching babies over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Very hard, yeah. very hard to do yeah. that. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. But sometimes during the pandemic, you just okay, move a little to the left, a little to the right, put your nipple well, that, here. You that's know? exactly what my daughter did. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I think I I think somebody came the one time and then followed up, you know, virtually and yeah. could see the position and can see what she was doing right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And, right, yeah. Yeah. and you do what you have to do. Yeah, right. It was horrible. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> well, we love your service. Um, what's the website? Postpartum Stress Center? It is postpartumstress.com. Okay. It is the Postpartum Stress Center. It's at postpartumstress.com. Instagram is probably the the best social media in terms of our, the scary thoughts and this book. We post a lot of the comics on the book. Um, we post a lot of, obviously, you know, graphics that help moms understand what's going on and what they need to do to get help. But we're all over, you know, whatever. Okay. We're not TikToking. Refuse, nor are we. Maybe one day. <laughs> they keep saying we day, need I'll to, be, and we're like, oh. yeah. Maybe we'll all dance. On, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm so thrilled you found this book because, really, all joking aside, it is it is a tool that moms have to have. They will feel better because they will feel validated. They will feel less isolated, and they will have access to to information and support and. The most important message to give moms, every new mom, you know, we think, gosh, they must all hear this by now. 
but they they don't. We've been telling moms that this is the best time of their life forever and ever (laughs) and ever and ever. And and I hate to be a downer, but the best message we can give moms is that sometimes it does not feel good to be a mom. And sometimes it feels really bad to be a mom. So sometimes when you're sick and depressed, it feels impossibly bad. But when you're not sick and you're just a mom, you can feel still really bad. And the worst thing you can do is to feel bad about that. Yeah. And to feel guilty about that and to feel anxious about that. And if we can normalize it, again, if, it, if there isn't a clinical diagnosis going on, but if you're having a bad day, you're having scary thoughts, you think you suck as a mother, you think you'll never be able to breastfeed, you think your partner doesn't understand, this is sort of, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And you will feel like yourself again. That's the one thing we always hear when, when moms call is I just don't feel like myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unsettling. And so we want to normalize some of this. I know it's on um, Amazon. Can you get this at other bookstores, at Barnes and Nobles, places like that? They have Barnes and Nobles somewhere? Somewhere. (laughs) Not in Middle Grove anymore, but (laughs) apparently Um, there's bookstores somewhere. I certainly hope so. I mean, it was a a Whole Foods. Somebody sent me a thing, you know, from California to Pennsylvania to here we are. Um, We get get pictures all the time, you know, from different various... Yeah, um, in person, in person places. So yes, it is available, and if it's not, people should request it so yeah. that they order it and and get it in. And if you order from Familius, which is the publisher, mm-hmm. you can get a bulk bulk discount. Um, oh, okay. Um, if you if you if you or anyone's interested, they can email us at yeah. Postpartum Stress and find out. But it's like forty or fifty percent off if you yeah, order it's, more than this. it's nine dollars and. 42 cents now on exact. sale it's, it's on, on sale, sale for on, yeah. and it's a number one bestseller on amazon too right now just so you know long time long it's been time number now. one bestseller and, yeah. and, and i'm going to say it one more time this is not <laughs> about promoting the book no, it's like no. get this information to moms Same with us. so they yeah. can feel better yeah yeah, yeah i agree right. yeah it's it looks it was such a just came out of nowhere and I've just, I keep picking it up and looking at it. It's been sitting on my desk and we were meant yeah. to get it. Yeah. It was so. meant to be. So. <laughs> well, Karen, we thank you for all your work with postpartum women. It's so important and not to only have that fabulous aspect, but you can write books too <laughs> yeah. and write books that people actually want to read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I appreciate that, and I, the feeling is very mutual for the work that you do. We are all, all of us in this field are, are so proud and, and um, privileged that you are so local to us, especially yeah. when my daughter needed you. So thank you for your devotion to this population also. Yeah, of course. Well, again, you can find out more about Karen Kleiman at the postpartumstress.com. Center. Oh, yeah. No center. No center. No center, right? No Z in there. Postpartum Postpartum stress.com. Um, (laughs) and reach out if you need any help. And if this sounds like something that you're experiencing, it's common and there's help available. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Karen. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Feeding Frenzy. The BRC is a nonprofit organization committed to providing expert clinical and educational breastfeeding services. Find out more about us at breastfeedingresourcecenter.org.